Hello and welcome to season two of The Conversation. I'm your host, Gina Simeone. The Conversation is a podcast for and about women in business. This podcast is sponsored by Single Throw Marketing, a Google Premier Partnered Digital Agency. Are you showing up on Google's page one? If not, give us a call and we'll help you get there. You can visit us at singlethrow.com. This is episode number 13. On today's episode, we have Christy Vary. She is a co-founder of Cleanscape Construction, a leading general contractor and maintenance company that's been serving New Jersey since 2006. We're going to talk to her today about reinventing yourself and your home. The Conversation podcast is sponsored by Single Throw Marketing, a Google Premier Partner digital agency. To learn more, visit singlethrow.com. So welcome, Christy. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. So Christy Berry is from Cleanscape Construction. She is a co-founder, which is a leading uh, construction company in the New Jersey area. So tell me a little bit about Cleanscape and about Christy. So yes, thank you for the introduction. We are general contractors and builders. We do anything from a bathroom renovation to a new house build. In the construction world, we do some small construction uh, projects as well. We have been in business since 2008. The company is owned and run by myself and my husband. We are a small business. We are women minority owned as well. We've been in the business for quite some time and we love it. Nice. People are, you know, I feel like right now business is kind of booming because people are, you know, the the housing market obviously went up. So people are refinancing and taking out a part of that to refurbish and, you know, update and do renovations. Are you seeing a lot of influx coming in since COVID? Yeah. So what's very interesting is prices for materials um, just continue to increase. And it's not shying away anyone. People are very determined to make their space beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Beautiful, beautiful, top notch. They want it to be a space that they love. Prior to the pandemic, of course, people wanted to, you know, make their spaces beautiful, but it was a different kind of beautiful. It was, it was beautiful, great to look at, but I'm not going to be there all the time. Right. Uh, with the pandemic, it turned to, I want an interior designer in here. I want serious flow. I want a place of meditation. I want luxury. And so the projects have changed in terms of the finishes, which for us, we love. It really, you know, gives a great burst of color and livelihood to our work when you see, you know, the finishes uh, really in there. Prior to that, people kind of cut corners when it came to the finishes. They wanted, you know, maybe more space. So they would put their money a little bit, not somewhere else, but they would put it more into the structure, into maybe those square footage, things like that. Now they make sure that there's enough money in there to put those high-end paint finishes or the extra fabulous molding in there. So, So the projects really come out spectacular when they're done. Wow. That sounds really great. I know because everybody's make their home like their little oasis. So in case there ever is a shutdown again, we have everything we need. And especially I think too, is the addition of home offices. I think a lot of people are trying to restructure their houses so that they do have a space to work if they can work from home. 
Yeah, that's definitely another little change that we saw where it used to be the open floor layout was super popular. You are definitely seeing a little bit of a change with that, where they want section spaces that you can escape to. (laughs) In reference to residential versus commercial, because you guys do both, right? Yes. Are you seeing more residential now than commercial because of COVID or just in general? Or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So during COVID, it was just strictly residential. Um, Okay. You were not seeing, you know, restaurants being put back together or updated or new businesses starting up. It was very, very quiet. Um, Now we are starting to see the commercial world really pick up. You're seeing a lot of remodeling, are seeing new spaces being developed. So, So now we're seeing that in the commercial world. That's kind of a great sign, isn't it? Yes, very great. (laughs) (laughs) Are there any tips that you have for them with, you know, starting a project like this? Because I know right now people that are trying to do it, you know, I have friends trying to get stuff renovated and they can't even get contractors to call them back right now because you're so busy. Yeah, a couple little things, Um, you know, be persistent. Don't be afraid to continue to reach out to the contractors, get on their list. They are making lists. Be patient. You know, there's a lot of materials. There's a lot of things that are really behind. So that also holds the contractor up. Uh, There is a high demand for construction. And so I would spend a little time really researching, go on social media, follow different builders, follow different interior designers, have your ideas ready to go, create your vision. You know, because the contractor's not calling you back, don't take that as a, a dead end or a failure. Uh, it will happen. It'll it'll yeah. all come together for you. Do your due diligence on your contractor. There are some really amazing ones out there that will really do a great job for you that will not rip you off. Do not go for the cheapest contractor. I can tell you we've seen so many terrible outcomes with when individuals decide to do that. You ultimately, a good rule of thumb is go with the middle guy, the higher priced one, you know, maybe adding some extra goodies on there. So, you know, he may not, you know, there may, they, it may also be their line of work, but uh, but don't go with the low guy. If, if a number is alarming, it's alarming for a reason. They may not have insurance. <laughs> yeah. They may not finish the work. They may take off, be very happy with your, just your deposit. So <laughs> man, uh, um, in the end, you'll be very happy. You'll be grateful that you waited and that you were prepared. Great. That is great advice. So about Cleanscape, so tell me, you weren't always in the construction business. Yeah, so I actually went to school to be a school psychologist when I was in my final stages of completing my degree. I was with my fiance at the time, who is now my husband, and I started working with him and the family business because he is a third generation contractor. They have had a construction company in their family, uh, him being the third generation. And while I was looking for anything that I could find to make a little bit of money while I finished my internship, um, this was what I had at my fingertip. And so I started to sit in on the back end side, trying to, you know, the office work kind of going over numbers and budgets and projects and things like that. And I loved it. It was a world that I 
really knew nothing about. Yeah, and- I was say, it's quite a change from psychology, right? Yeah. And so I started to see a lot of the projects happening. And I would say the traditional person doesn't have that eye where they can see past the paint color or see the potential in a property that, you know, needs a lot of love. And I started to see that and it just became a wonderful thing. And so in 2008, my husband and I started up our company and we kept focused and didn't give up. And we are where we, you know, where we are today. You know, I I remember going to one of my first networking slash connecting events to really, you know, build our business. And I remember walking in there and I, I stood in the corner the entire time (laughs) (laughs) You're a little intimidated. Oh my, was I intimidated. And, you know, I didn't have the confidence of the field. I, I, I didn't have the confidence of knowing all of the lingo and the terms and the what I needed to know to be able to really market our company. And I stood there and I thought when I left there that day, that evening, I thought to myself, <laughs> you big lump. What did you do? You stood in the corner. You did nothing. And I thought, you know, and little by little, I created goals to maybe talk to one person and talk to another person. And, and I, and I reviewed and I listened to, you know, I went on all the jobs and I listened as much as I could to absorb as much information as I could. You know, I grew from there. So by changing careers, by taking a dive into something you didn't know anything about, and you kind of a reinvented yourself and it helped you develop professionally and personally as a person, you know, how would you say that really kind of changed you as a person? So prior to jumping into a world I knew nothing about, it would be safe to say that I always took the safe zone, the, you know, the road traveled the most. And this change of career, which, you know, again, I have to be honest with you, you know, I knew this is what I wanted to do, but the two years prior to doing it, I had butterflies. I was nervous to make the jump. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if I was going to fall flat on my face or if I was going to fly high. And I, I found myself little by little really doing things that I never thought I would do. And I had no choice, you yeah. know, to do well. I had to, I would be in the face of, you know, a, an ask from a professional I was networking with that if I turned it down, it could mean, you know, no, not a job or, or not a potential client. And so I just really had to constantly step outside of my comfort zone to to do things that I never thought I'd be able to do. And to this day, sometimes I sit there and I think, you know, I'll get off the phone or I'll complete something that I committed to doing. And uh, I'm like, what did I just, oh my God, did I just do that? Did I really (laughs) just, (laughs) did I really just talk to someone that I would never have picked up the phone to call? Or, uh, you know, for example, we're in the process of, preparing a networking event. And I reached out to someone, sent them an email like they were someone that I was friendly with. And I finished the email, I finalized the email. And I thought to myself, I, a couple of years ago, I would have never reached out to someone like this there. I would have, I would have thought that they were above my 
status that I couldn't associate with them. And here I am sending an email like, hey, you want to work on this with me? Yeah, no, that's great. Kind of makes me think about, I don't know if you've ever read the book um, by Shonda Rhimes. She's the creator of Grey's Anatomy. It's called The Year of Yes. So she was challenged by her sister to say yes to everything that she was asked to do for a year. And by doing so, she was able to step outside her comfort zone multiple times and it just transformed her as a person. So I feel like that's kind of what happened for you. Like you were hiding in the corner in the beginning and then all of a sudden now you're taking chances and here we are 14, right? 14, 15 years later and you've evolved so much. Um, Tell me about how you know, being in the same position in the same company in the same role for 14 years, how are you able to reinvent yourself? Did you ever feel like you were getting kind of stagnant in your current role? So being a business owner and being in the same role, yes, you have to constantly, um, I don't, I mean, reinvent yourself. Yes. But always just thinking of something new, you know, how you can think outside the box kind of thing. For example, I'm not doing the exact same thing that I was doing two years ago, a year ago, six months ago. Every time you meet someone or you connect with someone or you get involved in any kind of project, you find that there are opportunities at your fingertips that you've never had before. And so, you know, you have two options. You can either sit back and let those go past you and continue to do exactly what you're doing, or you can try them out. And I tend to like to try them out because, you know, my role in the company is business development. And so, you know, I'm constantly developing the back end. I'm looking to create relationships, build our company. And, you know, you cannot continue to build something, both yourself personally and your company without experiencing new opportunities, looking for new ways to either market yourself, your company, connect with new people. You are learning something new. You are preparing yourself for the next big thing. I feel like everything is also a learning experience. I may learn something from working on a literature piece for a construction magazine. And that will be the first time I did that. And the next thing you know, two months later, I'm asked to publish an article. So, you know, I think to myself, wow, if I didn't step into that opportunity and take it prior to this one, I would have been starting from scratch. And here I am. I've got a little bit of, of experience because I didn't turn down something that I was afraid of doing. No, that totally makes sense. And I think that's great advice. You know, just don't be afraid to get out there. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Yep. So ultimately, you're only hurting yourself by hiding in the corner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, think this, I think this is going to be the title of this podcast is Hiding in the Corner. <laughs> oh, how it all started. My goodness, dressed up, standing in the corner. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, thanks so much for coming on and sharing your story. And it was really great to hear about, you know, the the inside world of the construction era right now. Appreciate you taking the time and we wish you the best of luck with everything. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This podcast is sponsored by Single Throw Marketing, a Google Premier Partner digital agency. To learn more, visit singlethrow.com. You're listening to The Conversation, and I'm your host, Gina Simeone. Listen to us every other week. Thanks for listening.